likely heard the story before. On April 26, 2003, 27-year-old Aaron Ralston went climbing in the Blue John region just south of Canyonlands National Park in Utah. While Ralston was descending a slot canyon, an 800-pound chalkstone boulder became dislodged. It smashed against his left hand and then crushed his right hand, trapping it against a canyon wall. Ralston spent the next five days trapped alone in the narrow canyon. He slowly sipped 12 ounces of water, 12 ounces of water, that's all he had in his pack, and tried repeatedly to break the boulder or dislodge his arm somehow, anyhow. Ralston had told no one where he was going before he left. No one was looking for him. On the fifth day, he ran out of food and water. He carved his name, his date of birth, and presumed date of death into the sandstone canyon wall and videotaped his goodbyes to family and friends. He did not expect to survive the night. After waking at dawn the following day, he discovered that his arm had become, was beginning to decompose. At that point, his decision was obvious. To live, he would have to cut off his right arm. He would break his radius and ulna, and tie a tourniquet, and spend one hour cutting his own flesh with a dull two-inch knife from a multi-tool, the sort of which you get with a free flashlight at Home Depot. After all that, Ralston climbed out of the slot canyon, rappelled down a 65-foot sheer wall, and hiked out of the canyon one-handed. He was rescued by a helicopter four hours later. By cutting off his arm, Aaron Ralston saved his life. This week, Jesus is advocating for a spiritual equivalent. Spiritual equivalent. He says, if your hand endangers the fullness of life, cut it off. Please do not hear what I am not Saying, <laughs> I am not saying that Jesus advocates self-mutilation. This is a metaphor. <laughs> Jesus does not want you to cut off any part of your body. But he does want you to live. And to live well. Jesus cares about your health, both spiritual and physical. And like a surgeon, Jesus knows that sometimes your health requires the removal of some part of you. Something deeply tied to who you are. Something that feels like you could not live without it. We all have qualities that define us, right? 
I'm a Californian, maybe you're a scientist, maybe you're a scholar, maybe you're a pianist, maybe you eat meat, maybe, maybe I'm a vegetarian, maybe I'm a Democrat, maybe I'm a Republican. Sometimes those parts of us, those parts of our identities, separate us from the people around us. They keep us from loving God and neighbor. Last week, Jesus talked about how we can live into the reality that we are all children of God. To illustrate this, he brought a young child. He brought a young child in amongst this group of people that are discussing. And he sits the child on his lap and he teaches. This week, Jesus is still teaching. He's still speaking. He still has this child on his lap as he's saying all of these things, right? He says, separating children, causing them harm, Harming children is horrible. He says, it would be better for a great millstone to be hung around their neck and they were thrown into the sea. Think about that 800-pound boulder that trapped Aaron Ralston. Think about a huge stone used to grind grain. Huge stone. This isn't just like putting a little rock on somebody. That image, the punishment, seems fitting. My, my heart turns, as I hear this, uh, as I think about children getting hurt, my heart turns immediately to the o- over 700 families separated at the U.S. border, children separated from their parents, 430 parents deported without their children, children Separated and hurt. And this is not over, by the way. In the last few weeks, ICE raids have intensified all across Southern California. That horrific separation of families will have consequences that will ripple out for generations. Generations. My heart breaks when I hear the stories of children being hurt like that. Stories of children being hurt like the child molestation cases through the Catholic Church in Pennsylvania. Horrific. As a parent, my initial reaction is a call for vengeance. I want to bring out those stones. I want to cut off some hands. I want to throw people into a landfill. That is what we are talking about here. That word, Gehenna, did you see it in the passage? Gehenna, it was the landfill outside of Jerusalem. It was a perpetual fire where people threw unwanted things, like a tire fire. It was a landfill. That is where we get this notion of hell, a land fire, landfill. Gehenna is the Greek term for this. In Hebrew, it was Gehinom, the Valley of Hinnom. The Valley of Hinnom, historically, was a place where people sacrificed children. Jesus, with a child on his lap, says that anyone who does anything to hurt children, to hurt God's children, belongs in Gehenna, belongs in the burning landfill. Better to get rid of those things that hurt, to amputate them, than to allow them to to continue to hurt. 
I know that we as Christians, we as human beings, must act for the health of humanity, for the health of God's children, for the health of our entire community. In the early church, the, the body was a metaphor for the community. You might know this from, from Paul's passage about the body in 1 Corinthians 12. But we also see it in early Christian catechesis, these instructions that were given to people that knew nothing about what this whole Jesus way was about. To restore health in the church, to restore health in the country, we will have to cut out practices that have formed who we are. We will have to risk and remove what we have been for the sake of what we will be. Sam Cooke said this, Alex is going to sing it in a second. A change is going to come. Like the plants out there in our community garden, we all need some spiritual pruning from time to time so that we can grow into the fullness of who we are. We have to look at our own lives and see what needs to be cut off, see what's keeping us from living into the fullness of life. Over and over again, for me, I have to cut off taking myself too seriously. <laughs> Being too caught up in like my self-righteousness, my perspective, what, like my image of who I am, my own ego. Being caught up in myself doesn't help anyone. It keeps me from doing God's work. But fortunately, <laughs> I have children to remedy that. <laughs> This week, I picked up my kids uh, from work. I was, I've been thinking about this passage and, and everything. I pick up the kids, and we're just driving along. We're going to go get Slurpees. That's become our, like, Friday activity. We're going to get Slurpees. Healthy dad, of course. Um, <laughs> for what three- and four-year-old don't need Slurpees. Anyway, I'm going along, and my little guy, uh, out of the blue, total non-secretary, says, Daddy, I don't want anyone to bite my head off. It's like, yeah, yeah, all right, I don't, neither do I. <laughs> to which, of course, just without missing a beat, my older son, the four-year-old, says, Daddy, when Luke's hand gets cut off, why doesn't he bleed to death? <laughs> I'm just like, well, I'm trying to drive, you know. <laughs> just like, wow, you guys, you guys are bringing it right now. <laughs> the kids will just do that. They'll snap you out of whatever's going on in your life, right? My kids, my kids love jokes. The, uh, we have that, you know, Amazon Alexa. You, get, you know, those, those little the Amazon Alexa. It's like the like kind of like Siri for Amazon. My kids love to ask Alexa for, for jokes. Here is our current family favorite. Although this one's on the way out. Why didn't the narwhal invite the unicorn to his party? Because he wanted to keep it real. Ugh. <laughs> Maybe you take yourself too seriously. Maybe you don't take anything seriously enough. We all have things that we can give up. Jesus says everyone will be salted with fire. Biblical scholar J.D.M. Derritt points out that both salt and fire were used in amputations. Amputations. 
Salt was a disinfectant. Fire was used to cauterize wounds. And it still is, by the way. My wife, seated back there, the lovely lady, uh, is a midwife, and she also assists in uh, C-sections. One of the tools that they use in that surgery is an electro-cauterizer called a bovi. Is that, is that how you pronounce it? Bovi. This tool is used to cut with extraordinary precision. It both cauterizes and cuts. It's a pretty amazing deal. The bovi makes that, that work, the work of performing a cesarean section, safer and more precise. As we look at our spiritual health and think about what needs to go, we have a spiritual bovi. It is love of God and neighbor. If you're wondering what needs to change in your life, ask yourselves, what will facilitate love of God and neighbor? What will bring life and laughter? What will make it easier to be kind? What will create space for the stranger or health for the planet? We here at the beginning of a UCSB year, we give up our time so that we can learn, so that we can study, so we can sharpen our minds and prepare our hearts to change the world. To heal those who have been cut off to help the children who have been hurt. In that process of loving, we may lose a foot, we may leave a spiritual arm in a canyon, but we will live, and we will live abundantly. Amen.